Pretty amazing, this ocean of ours, isn't it? Um, Quite mysterious, quite uh, beyond us, and uh, quite powerful. Now, I I must admit, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with the ocean. I'm from Michigan, and uh, and I live here in Salt Lake, right? So, I don't know about you, but uh, one of my earliest memories of the ocean was when I was a teenager, and uh, we were actually uh, going on a summer uh, vacation down to Florida, and my brother and I, uh, the younger brother and I, went out into the ocean. We probably walked out maybe about as to the back of this uh, auditorium. The water was up to about our waist, and uh, we're just kind of hanging out, enjoying ourselves, and then all of a sudden, like, in a nanosecond, these creatures just went, whew, and they just showed up like right next to us. And uh, so we looked down at him, and I look at Mike because he was kind of into animals a little bit more than I was. And uh, and Mike and I said, Mike, do you have any idea what those things are? And he's like, I have no idea what they are. And so we were just standing there, frozen because it was it was we were scared. And uh, all of a sudden, wham! In a nanosecond, they were gone. So we just started kind of, whew, that was good. Glad those things are gone. And then like one minute later, shoom, they just show up again. And we're just looking at them and we don't, we don't know. We have no idea what these creatures are. So I come up with a brilliant idea. I tell Mike, okay, on the count of three, we're going to run, right? So the water's up to our waist and I, three, two, one. And we're like, you know, just slashing through the water because we're scared to death because there's something completely unknown to us. That's the ocean to me. And then um, when I was in my late 20s, uh, I was down in uh, Southern California working on my master's, finishing up my master's. And my first week in Southern Cal, I met a bunch of guys and they were going to go out on the ocean and do the boogie boards. How many of you guys have boogie boarded on the ocean? All right. All right. Quite a few people have done that. It's pretty fun. And it was a great day. I mean, the waves were awesome and we were just having a blast. And then all of a sudden... I caught one really well, and then it caught me really well and just flipped me completely upside down. How many of you guys have experienced this? And it is so freaky because while it's happening, there's nothing you can do. You are completely out of control. Now, here's the two things I know about oceans right there. They are really mysterious, and there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And they're incredibly powerful. And I learned those personally just by walking out into the water, but from here to the back end of this room. And yet, what do we know about our oceans? That oceans occupy nearly 71% of our planet's surface. That more than 97% of all of our planet's water is contained in the ocean. That the ocean provides 99% of the Earth's living space, the largest space in our universe, known to be inhabited by living organisms. And here's interesting. More than 90% of that habitat exists in the deep sea that we call the abyss. Here's here's probably the most uh, intriguing one to me. That less than 10% of this living space has been explored by humans. I mean, that vast thing that covers up our whole planet, less than 10% have us who love to discover and love to go after even been able to discover. It's unbelievable to us, totally unknown. Or maybe this one's the most intriguing to you. One swallow of seawater may contain millions of bacterial cells, hundreds of thousands of phytoplankton, and tens of thousands of zooplankton. So how many of you have swallowed seawater? Yeah, isn't that helpful information? Now you know what's swimming around inside of you right now. All right, here we go. So here, here, again, here's what we know, you guys, about the ocean. And so God uses this metaphor of seas. Um, and they were huge. 
And they're really deep. And they're really mysterious. And they're unknown. And they're powerful. And what was interesting is, again, we're looking to look at Psalm 93 today in the Bible. And the guys who wrote the scriptures, they were Israelites. And so these guys were desert nomads. I mean, their whole experience of life was walking around in sand, okay? So when they came close, and I'd heard a guy teach on this years ago. He said, so when, when, when Israelites got close to oceans, to the sea, it freaked them out. When they thought of that body of water, they knew nothing about it. So it was mysterious to them. And they could tell that it was extremely powerful. And that's why we want to look at that metaphor today. That God will use in his word in Psalm 93 today, the metaphor of seas. That there are things in our life that are way beyond us. There are things that we can't control. There are things that we can't know. And there are things that can totally freak us out. And they're just our. Let me, let me share with you a few seas uh, that are my own and maybe they're yours. Um, here's a, here's a, a sea for me is the future. Anybody else? See, because the future is completely unknown. You have no idea what tomorrow holds. You have no idea what it has. And so, and yet we want to somehow try to control it and we can't. So it's a mystery to us. It's beyond us and it can freak us out. So sometimes the future. And so as you think through this, if you're struggling right now with that unknown, with that sea, you can kind of put that in this, in your frame of reference as we go through this passage. Another, another sea uh, that I experienced a lot with people in just this week and last week are just the circumstances in life. There are so many circumstances in life that seem overwhelming to us and you can't control them and you can't figure them out. Stuff is happening in your life and you're going, and I don't know what's going on. See, that's the ocean and that's a sea that God wants to address with us today. I don't know about you, but it's your job. I, I can tell you right now, a personal C for me is this job right here. Pastoring a church and leading this through where there's so much that's unknown. The future of this is unknown. And you're trying to, and there's no way that you can control everything that goes on. And yet you want to lead things. And man, it can seem overwhelming to me. And it can, and it can come really good to me. Here, here's another uh, ocean or sea. Um, relationships. Relationships. I, I love it. just watching that water and remembering again that, so God says, hey, we're going to talk about the metaphor of seas and seas are really deep. Guys, you ever tried to figure out your wife? <laughs> it is a mystery. There are things that are unknown. There are things you can't control. Uh, women, you ever tried to control your husband? How's that working for you? <laughs> See, so when you get into a relationship and if you are going to do that, I, I tell you another total conundrum for me are my kids. If you're a parent trying to figure out how to navigate this unbelievable gift of our children, if you're going to be in relationship, you guys, you have seas. You have stuff you can't control and stuff that's beyond you. And, and here's the last one. Um, I find for me that my own heart is an ocean. My own heart is really deep and really mysterious. Do you guys ever look in the mirror and go, who in the world are you? <laughs> Just trying to figure out your own self and your own thoughts and your own struggles is a mystery. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That God knows that in our life, we have certain things that we can't control because we lack the power to do it. 
And we have certain things that we cannot know. As much as you try, there you just don't know what's happening on. You lack knowledge. And we have things that just shake us. Because we can't control them, and because we can't know what's going on, we start to shake because we lack security. And God today wants to address those seas in your life. So as I pray, just even as I went through that list, are the seas inside of you? Are they your own struggles, your own emotions? Are they relational? Are they circumstantial? What is it right now that's so much powerful, more powerful than you are? and more mysterious than you can figure out. Because that's life. That's being a human. All right, so let's pray, and let's ask God to bless this day. God, I just want to uh, say thank you that you um, address for us through your word the very things that we just go through. You love us. And you know, as human beings, that we're going to go through oceans, we're going to go through seas, we're going to experience things that are deep and mysterious and powerful that we can't control and that we can't understand. And Lord, I know right now, the other thing I love is to know that you know everybody who's here and you know every sea that they've ever experienced or are experiencing right now. And so I just want to ask, God, would you come this morning? And may you give us the grace today to hear your voice. I, I, God, I want to ask for the grace to be able to communicate clearly and simply this profound truth of how you want to engage with us when we feel like we're facing a sea, an ocean that is beyond us. Lord, your great love is in this room for every person. So just show up teach us, renew our mind, remind us of what is true in the midst of these things. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, guys, it's so funny. Um, I feel like this happens a lot, but sometimes I feel like whatever I'm going to be speaking on in a Sunday, I'll experience the week of. <laughs> and I just want to tell you, like, I'm not, this message right now is not going to be a whole lot of, hey, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and here's something. This message right here, I'm just going to tell you, it, it is what got me through this week. So it's so cool to be going through this stuff. I remember I just looked at Susie one time. I'm like, okay, man, I'm trying to believe what I'm going to tell everybody to believe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to try to own this myself and just hold on to these handles. And so hopefully today, I'm just going to give you a few handles of things that you can hold on to that really actually can settle you. Because I totally experienced this this week. Okay. So here we go. Psalm 93. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open them up. And a nice, short psalm with just a little power pack of a few cool things about God that help us in the oceans. If you don't have your Bibles, it's up here on the screen. Psalmist starts off and he just says, The Lord reigns. He reigns. That word means he rules. It also means he's in control. And he's robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and he's armed. Our God, you guys, that we, just, that we seek, he's armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established. It's firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You, God, are from eternity. The seas, though, Lord, they've lifted up. And the seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters. 
mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, which you guys just means his laws, God's, God's laws and his ordinances, they stand firm. They can't be changed. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. So man, I don't know what your seas are and what you feel shaken with and what you feel like is more powerful than you and the stuff you are confused by and that you can't understand. When I read that psalm, I'm just so glad to say, hey guys, guess what? God is mightier than everything you're experiencing. Now you gotta understand too that psalms are songs. That's what they are. They're kind of poetry. And, and, and a lot of us, man, we love music and we love it when you read a good poem. Sometimes you go, oh, they, they said what I was feeling. I just couldn't quite communicate it that way. And so it's poetic. And, and part of what uh, the psalmist says is this. When the seas lift up, they have a voice. And that's what I find. Like when stuff outside of me or inside of me rises up and it gets confusing and it feels powerful. Do you guys hear voices? Here's some of the voices I hear. You're going down. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what I, all of a sudden, the circumstances in life or the, or the relational conflict or my own struggle with sin or my emotions being out of control, they, then the voice comes, Nelson, you're going down. You can't do this. You don't have what it takes. You're going to lose. You don't have a chance. Everything is against you. Those are just some of the things I heard this week. Anybody else? So that's, see, when, when life is more than what you can handle, it will come with a voice. And that's all the psalmist is saying. I love when the Bible just knows what happens to us. And we hear voices that say, you're not going to be able to make this one. And then it also says, the seas lift up their pounding waves. See, this, this is exactly what life is like. You guys, what's true about waves? When you're standing by the ocean, a wave hits, and then what happens? Yeah, another one hits, and then another one hits. I remember uh, just recently I was flying, and as I looked out the plane, it was, it was next to the ocean, and I looked out, and I could see the lines. You ever guys ever seen that? There were just lines of waves, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, and that just, I remember looking out my window and going, God, that just looks like life. Because there's one thing, one pounding wave hits you and you feel like, okay, and then the next one comes. And they just keep coming. And here's what's true about pounding waves. Can't stop them. You can't stop them. They're going to just keep coming. Tomorrow's coming. You know? And I know Annie sings, the sun will come out tomorrow. But for some of you, you're like, oh God, not another day. You know, it's pretty cloudy right now. And I'm not ready to face another day. And the point is, the wave's going to pound tomorrow. Some of you are in circumstances and issues right now that you're totally confused by and you don't know what to do, and tomorrow's going to hit. Some of you have relational conflicts. Your sea literally is your ocean that you can't figure out and you can't control is your husband <laughs> or your wife. And you're going to wake up tomorrow and that wave's going to pound again. For some of you, it's your emotions yeah, I don't know about you guys. One of the most frustrating things to me personally is some days I wake up and the first thing in the morning is a wave pounding against me. Anybody else like that? I, just, I actually get really angry about that. Like what happened while I was sleeping? Because I'll wake up in the morning and immediately my gut is in a wrench. I just have these emotions that I face. It's just, it's not fair. It's just life for me. I deal with that a lot. And then you know where the other pounding waves are? 
are temptations. Every single one of us have things that just keep coming against us. And we battle them every day. And you know you've got things that are more powerful than you are. And you don't know what to do. And it's an ocean that just keeps being against you. What in the world, man? This is our life. What do we do with all this? Well, he comes up and he says this. He starts right off and he goes, you guys, the Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. And what that means again, the Lord actually rules. Yahweh rules over all this stuff. If, you, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Bible very much, when Jesus came, and actually, a lot of us who are in church, actually, if I, I remember I was asked this question after I, I thought I was a mature follower of Christ. What was the main message that Jesus Christ had while he was here on earth? And not many Christians get the answer right. His main message was this, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is here. You guys know what a kingdom is? Here's a definition. It's a realm regarded as being under the control of a particular person or thing. A kingdom is a realm where it's regarded that someone is in control. And what Jesus was saying is, by him coming into the world, he was ready to bring in God's control. God's rule God's reign. And here's what was so cool about his message is he looked at his disciples and he says, and the kingdom of God, this control, this reign, he said, is in you. It's in you. There actually can be God's reign over all things. Because that's the other thing we find is that God, and we're going to see here in a minute, God reigns over everything and he can reign inside you. He can give you the strength and the power that you need. So here's what I want to share with you. Just three quick things from this passage that I held on to this week. And I have to keep holding on to about God. That's just true. When the oceans are wide and expanded and deep and mysterious and powerful. All right, here's the first one. God rules with power. He rules with power. See, oceans are powerful. Conflicts with other people are powerful. Sin and the temptation is powerful. Emotions drive us and they're powerful. You know, the economy is powerful because it changes, it can shift. All that kind of stuff is powerful. But what the Bible tells us is God reigns over everything and he's more powerful. Look at this. The Lord reigns and he's robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established. It's firm and it's secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. And the seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding ways. And look at this. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters. Mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. You guys, I don't know about you. Like I love thunderstorms. I just, I'm from Michigan. We don't get enough of them here, by the way. I just got to tell you, I love thunderstorms, but my kids hate them. I mean, when there's that big boom of thunder, it's like, whoa, man, I mean, they're just clinging to me, you know? And what he's saying here is those voices of seas, when they come, God's voice is mightier than the thunder of that sound. And I just want to tell you guys, here, 
This is true, but it's a battle, okay? Because all of us, I do all the time, I hear those voices and they come up and they sound so true. I can, I'll just be totally honest with you, man. I can hear the voice. Nelson, you are such a loser. (laughs) I I just, I can hear that voice clearly. And the problem is I have all this evidence to prove it. (laughs) I mean, I seriously, I just go, yep, because I got it right here. Guilty as charged, you know? And here, but here's what's crazy. I have also heard God's voice. And when you hear his voice, it can be stronger than the deepest lie that you're hearing inside of your head. And it's just true. He's mightier than that. But I'm telling you, you've got to battle the truth. That's why when Jesus said, somebody asked him, what, what, what works I got to do, God? Okay, hear this. What works you got to do, guys? What religious crap do you got to do? <laughs> Jesus said, none. You know what you got to do? The work of God is to believe. You got to believe the truth about who you are and what God says is true about you. And when you hear his voice, the thunder, even it'll be louder even than the thunder. It says he's mightier than the pounding waves. For who in the skies, here's another psalm, who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who's like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. Oh, how many of you could just use God stilling the waves? It's interesting. I've been in Matthew for like a long time. It's a book of the Bible and I'm just soaking in this book. And one of the things you find in Matthew is he is so determined to make sure that we know that Jesus just wasn't a good guy. He wasn't just a smart guy. He wasn't just a good guy. No, Jesus was God. And one of the stories they share, right, is the disciples are out in the sea and all of a sudden the winds start rising up and the waves are beating against the ship and they think they're going down. And so they go to the front of the boat because that's where Jesus is sleeping. I love that. He's just like chilling. All right? So they go to Jesus and they go, how in the world can you chill in the midst of the storm? And so Jesus goes up and he's, what does he do? Chill. <laughs> and what happens? The waves stop. See, and I know some of you, seriously, you're probably listening to the story and you're going, see, those are the stupid stories in the Bible that just can't happen. <laughs> now you're right. Like if you go out and try that, it probably ain't going to happen. <laughs> but the point is Jesus wasn't purely human. He was purely human and God. That was his whole point. And because he was, the guys fell down and they they were amazed and they said this, what kind of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? (laughs) See, that's the kind of God we have. And so, and then he didn't just have authority over the physical world. He had authority over the biological, the physical of our bodies. And then Matthew made sure he understood he had authority over the spiritual world. He could, just by his voice, he could command and demonic oppression would have to leave. Now he had authority over the intellectual world. I mean, the greatest minds and these religious leaders would always try to play these tricks on him. And every time they did, Jesus would trick them. They knew they couldn't master, they couldn't battle him intellectually. And so then they tried to trap him morally. But Jesus was absolute authority over the moral world too. He was tempted exactly as you and I are and he never one time failed. Wouldn't it be great 
to know that when the temptation rises up and the emotions are rising up, that there's someone who's greater than that, who's mightier than that, who can calm the waves inside your soul. And that's all this is teaching us, you guys. Psalm 93 is saying there is nothing that God isn't more powerful than. And so if you feel out of control right now, guess what? You're human. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble in this world. You aren't in control. <laughs> I keep trying to remember that. I, didn't, I had no idea that I had a control problem until uh, we started this church. <laughs> um, because I want to try to make things happen, and I can't. That's really frustrating. Anybody else out there trying to make things happen? Chill. <laughs> just, just stop. Because what God is saying to us is this. You're not in control, but I am. And this week, when things hit me that were way out of my control, I could go to him and say, thank you, God. I trust you. You're powerful, and you're more powerful than anything else I'm facing. He rules in power. Here's the second one. He rules in knowledge. He rules with knowledge. See, the Lord reigns, and he's robed in majesty, and he's robed in majesty, and he's armed with strength. Now listen to this. Indeed, the world is established. The world is is established and it's firm and it's secure. Your throne was established long ago. You, God, are from all eternity. Your statutes, which again means God's ways, his laws, they stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. You guys, one of the most important teachings that we have to believe about God is that he's not bound by time. See, you, are, you and I are. And so what happens in time, and we say, you, people say this all the time, every day you learn something new, right? Every day you learn something new. See, every day. So I have this much knowledge, and I'm going to live today, and it's going to go from here to there. And then I'm going to live tomorrow, and I'm going to get a little bit more, and I'm going to live tomorrow, and I'm going to get a little bit more. I'm bound by time, and because I'm bound by time, I'm bound by limited knowledge. God is not bound by time. He's totally outside of it. So as you and I are figuring out things, which is so cool. And I just want to say, man, I I love this. He says, the world is established. See, God knows everything about the created world. And and I love the fact, you guys, that we have brilliant people. They are, they're brilliant. Hundreds of thousands of brilliant people all over the world researching, spending hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars researching, researching. And what are they figuring out? They're figuring out things about the world. And I just want to tell you, I'm really glad. (laughs) I love the fact, I don't see any reason at all that science and faith have to be at odds with each other. I just think, man, go, research, find out. I love the fact that the medical community is continuing to find out more about our bodies. Don't you? I mean, that is a beautiful thing. I love the fact that scientists are figuring out more about space and biology and everything. Go for it. But see, what happens is, as every day, they find out more and more. And here's what's cool, because usually when they find out something, it's helpful. And they find out more, and then God goes, yeah, I knew that. (laughs) I mean, and I'm not a scientist, you guys. I'm not. If you are, really, seriously, I honor you. I do. I honor you. I love the work you're doing. But I'm just so grateful that God is saying, listen, I'm beyond all that. I'm the one who put it all together. I know it. And not only did he put the physical world together, you guys, God is love. 
So when he created the physical world, every part of it, he says, ah, oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. And then he created humanity, and what did he say? That was really good. Really good. See, because now, God also, it says, his laws stand firm. See, so when God created us, he didn't create just the physical way, physical laws like gravity and things of that nature. He created laws for love. See, he knows what love actually is. He knows the truth about love. He knows the truth about human hearts. He knows the truth about what's actually right and what's actually good. And so all through the Bible, the Bible just says, gain understanding, gain understanding, gain understanding. Because if you do, you're going to fall in line with God's ways and every time you do, they're right. And they don't change. They're firm. He knows. So we sit in our relationships with our spouses and we're trying to figure out how to do this. God knows. I'm trying to figure out how do I parent? God knows. See, everything that we're trying to figure out, all the wisdom that we need so that life is great, God put laws into place. And I know we hear law, we're like, but all they are is things that are true that if we stay in line with them, we'll find out what our life was created to be. Personally, for me, you guys, I find myself all the time realizing I don't know what to do. Anybody else? I don't know what to do. I'll just be totally honest with you. This, this job, like how do I figure out what to do? How do you know? And what I love, and so many times I come to God and here's what I'll say to him. I'm so glad you know everything I don't know. He knows everything that you don't know. I, I think it's as mysterious as, and I, because I've experienced this with Susie. He like knows her. And I have, in prayer, experienced promptings from God that when I followed them through with her, it's been exactly what she needed. That's cool. You know what else is cool, you guys? Is I also know this. God knows me way better than I even know me. I don't even know what's best for me. I don't even know what's right for me. But the more and more I follow God and I seek him, I find out that he does. God reigns over everything. He knows everything. And when we learn to seek him, and that's what I needed this week, I needed so much wisdom from him to know what to do in certain situations. So I'm starting to get all shaky, right? Because I can't control it and I can't figure it out. And I was so grateful I had to study for this message. And so God could remind me, Nelson, David, I love you. And I reign in power. I'm over everything, chill. And I reign in knowledge. I know everything you need to know. And here's the last one really quick. Is his reign, his rule is established. It's established. See, if you look at Psalm 139 again, you'll see all these words, established, it's firm, it's secure, it stands. So in this life, there's really hardly anything in this life that's established. My emotions are definitely not established. They just come all over the place. Temptation comes. Relational conflict comes. Jobs, this week, you guys, I talked to people. Jobs were lost. Health issues, unknown. Relationships falling apart. (laughs) See, there's just stuff in this life that are waves. They keep pounding. They're beyond us to figure out. And it's powerful. And in the midst of that, God says, hey, guess what? I reign. 
and my reign is established. The one thing that you can know and the one thing that you can be sure of in the midst of your oceans and the midst of your seas, God says is me. And so I love this verse in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, right? And what's a kingdom? It's a realm where someone is in control. And since we're receiving God's control of our lives, what's it say? That kingdom can't be shaken. Let us be thankful. And let us worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is more power. Our God is mightier than anything that we face in this world. And this, this kingdom of his too, it's eternal. It's going to go on and on and on, man. It starts here within our hearts and it lasts forever. So here's what we're going to do. The band's going to come out and we're just going to give you a chance now to start to respond. And here's what I want you. I want you to get in touch with your ocean. I want you to get in touch with your sea. What's overwhelming you? What's causing you to shake? What can't you control? What do you not know what to do about? Is it your own heart and your own emotions? Is it your own struggle with sin? Is it relationships around you that you can't control? Is it the economy? Is it your body? Is it health? I don't know what it is. But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to remind ourselves in the midst of the struggle of this world, there is a God who's eternal and he's beyond this world and he reigns with power and he reigns with knowledge and his reign is established. Take what's shaking and give it to him and in in place of that, receive what's solid. And that's his love for you.